0: Well, good morning, y'all, and happy Lord's Day, and happy Mother's Day. You can't say it to me. Don't do it. doesn't work that way. I'm going to say happy Mother's Day in a very special way, though. This is a great day to be able to come um, to worship together as a family. Yeah, I love watching little kids, right? Whenever you watch the little bitty kids and they're playing, um, it's really, really cool. And whenever you watch a little girl, she plays different than little boys do, right? Something in the very nature of a little girl, you put a doll in front of them, and what do they start doing? They start being little mommies, right? They pick up the little baby doll, they start rocking it, they put, a little, put it to a little nap, and they start feeding it, right? Um, you even have those baby dolls now that they wet in their diapers? That's gross. Um, but uh, Anyway, um, there's a reason why God made me a priest, right? Change of baby diapers is not my thing. But anyway, little girls have this thing built inside of them that, that is mother, like it, it, it grows them little bitty, right? Um, my little great niece, whenever she's playing with her babies, um, she puts them, they have nap time. And don't walk in that room and make any noise. She will shush you real fast, right? And she's this big. She's precious. Little boys are different, right? Now, <laughs> growing up, I'm the youngest of four, so it goes girl, boy, girl, boy. Um, so my brother was off being a teenager doing his thing whenever I was growing up. And, um, so I had to play with my sister right above me, Stephanie. And I don't know why, but whenever you're playing with your older sister, they always get to play what they want to do, right? She never got, went outside and played with the Tonka trucks with me, right? She didn't play G.I. Joe. She didn't go, you know, do things that little boys want to do. You got to do what your sister wants to do. So I had to play Barbie dolls with my sister, right? <laughs> <Ugh>. Anyway, um <laughs> So, but little boys, they'll play Barbies that different than little girls. Like, she's got the house, and she's got Ken and Barbie, and they're playing house, and they're in a the little convertible uh, carvet. I was getting the Ken dolls, and I was building a WrestleMania thing, right? And my little dudes were playing like Hulk Hogan and the junkyard dog and jumping off the beds and and crushing each other, right? Nothing of what I was doing right there was preparing me for the future of being a a father, right? But for her, it was formation, right? Something of motherhood in it. I I do remember, too, um, I must have had this little, his name was Joey. It was a little doll. Ever since I was a little kid, Joey had these cool stripes. He had blue jeans on. His hair was parted on the side. And his face was plastic along with his hands. And his hands had a little I love you sign like that, right? That became the symbol of my whole family. Every time we're together and we're leaving, we shoot a, I love you to each other. So little Joey, he went everywhere with me. I remember as a little kid, I was carrying my little Joey all over the place, but I, I wasn't nurturing to him in, <laughs> in any way whatsoever. I'd grab little Joey by the hair and swing him around, and me and Joey went everywhere. So he was my best friend. Poor little Joey, by the time I was through with him, he had a permanent cowlick in the back of his head of where I would swing him, right? And I remember I remember taking little Joey one time up into the tree with me, and I couldn't, like, climb the tree holding him, so I'd, put his, I'd grab him by his hair in my mouth, and I'd climb the tree, and I thought it would be a really cool thing to see how many times he would hit the branch whenever I would throw him off the top of the tree. So <laughs> here's little Mitch up there, and he's like, Okay, Joey, here we go. Throw him down, and boom, 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 boom. I'm like, five, yes, boom. You know, like getting all excited how many branches little Joey would hit on the way down. Was not preparing me to be a dad in any way whatsoever, right? Um, So little boys and little girls, they they do these things different, right? Um, But for the little girl, she's definitely got this motherhood like that is built into her in a very special way, right? You know, and I think it's really cool, like moms and dads, They reveal God's love to us in two totally different ways, very different ways, right? And at Father's Day, we'll talk about that, on how fathers reveal God's love. But today's all about mom, right? Ladies, once a year, you get a day that's all about you, right? This is your heart's desire. Let them clean the kitchen. It's okay, right? Um, I was with a family last night, and the son was trying to clean up after everybody and clean the kitchen and spray out the crawfish, boil pot and everything, and Oh, my gosh. The mom was like, oh, leave my kitchen alone. I can do that. No, mom, let them dote over you a little bit. It's okay, right? Today is about you, the gift of who you are to the world, right, to so many. Now, I think it's really important that we, re- we realize this, um, that mothers have a way of revealing God's love in a very specific way. When we look at Jesus, we can say that Jesus always knew the Father's love. Right From all of eternity, there was never, ever, ever, ever a time where Jesus did not know the Father's love. There was this eternal exchange of love between the Father and the Son that was from all of eternity. Never in Jesus' life, as a divine person of the Trinity, did he not know the Father's love. But there was a time that he didn't know a mother's love. Right? Jesus didn't know a mother's love until the moment the angel Gabriel comes and tells Mary, you will bear a son and you will call him Emmanuel, right? And Jesus was conceived in the womb of Our Lady. At that moment, Jesus, the second person of the, of the Holy Trinity, knew what it was to receive a mother's love for the first time. And I can't imagine what that love was like. But it had to be such a magnificent love, such a pure love, such an immaculate love that Jesus goes, you know what, I want this love, this mother's love that I have for my mom to be shared with the whole world. I want everybody to know her love. And so I will plant this inside the heart of every woman. A mother, a motherhood, right? And so Mary, we got to look at this for a minute. Mary reveals to us the perfection of motherhood and femininity, right? She reveals it to us. Because a mother can say what the second reading from 1 John speaks of us, right? It begins in verse 7, chapter 4, and says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and he who loves is born of God and knows God. In this is love, John says. Not that we have loved God, but that God has loved us. This beautiful understanding in John's theology that God loved us first. He's the initiator, right? God is the one who comes to us. God is the one who creates Adam and Eve. God loves us first. Everything of our existence then begins to be a response to God's love, right? Think about it. Whenever you're dating, you're waiting for that moment for the one that you're dating to say, I love you, so that you can look at them and Say to them, I'm not ready for that yet. (laughs) You're moving a little too fast, right? But no, you're waiting for that moment to say, for someone to tell you, I love you, and so what would your natural response be? I love you too, right? It's a response to love. You never have somebody walk up to you and you go, hey, you know what? I love you too. Like, I didn't say I love you first, right? Right? Love is initiated by God first. That's what John tells us. in this is love, John says. Not that you've loved God, but that he's loved you. He's first, right? And I think in a particular way, that kind of love is experienced and expressed in motherhood because the minute that little line turns blue and a woman realizes she's pregnant, she loves. That little baby is incapable of love. In her womb, it doesn't know how to love. But the mother, in a particular way, along with the father, but in a particular way, because the baby is in her womb, she loves that baby first. She is revealing God's love to the world in that I loved you first. She's revealing God's love in that particular way. And so I think it's beautiful that we can connect this, right, Because sometimes it's hard for us to comprehend God's love. And God goes, you know what? I love the world so much, I'm going to bring it about by this beautiful way of husband and wife and sharing in the marital embrace to bring about life. To become a co-creator with God. How incredible is that? Think about it. The God who made the heavens and the earth and everything that is in them, at the moment man and woman come together in the marital embrace, you become a co-creator with God. What an amazing experience. And all of a sudden, life begins to form right there in the mother's womb. What a gift. And so we see, let's go back to Our Lady. We see this being expressed in Mary, right? A young girl, young virgin, 12, 13, 14 years old, somewhere up in there. And she says yes to God's will. She's open to this wonderful gift of life. And so Mary becomes that which she wasn't before. Maybe she was a little girl, a little Jewish girl, and she used to play with her Barbie dolls too. I don't know. But in something in that was preparing her heart to become that which she wasn't, which was the mother of God. That moment that God took on flesh. God took on flesh of her flesh and bone of her bones to become one of us. And she loved Him. So Mary becomes a physical mother that we can look to and ask Mary, help me to model my life after you. right? Expressing those virtues the way that Mary did. But Mary also, and this is usually a deep hurt inside of many women, Mary is also a spiritual mother, isn't she? There's some women, for whatever reason, and there's a deep piercing there that they haven't been able to conceive a child. And that's a piercing of a heart of which I don't understand and wouldn't claim to be. But I do know that Holy Mother Church embraces you and loves you and is going to bring healing in that. And Mary, in a particular way, would do it. How? Well, Mary's a spiritual mother. Where did that happen? It is right here. Right on the cross. Whenever Jesus is breathing His last breath, He speaks the longest sentence that He spoke on the cross. He spoke seven times. The longest sentence in exchange. He says, He looks at His mom, and He looks at John, and He looks at them and He says, Woman, behold your son. And he looks at His disciple and He says, Son, behold your mother. Right? This is the gift of spiritual motherhood, of which is efficacious and it is life giving. And Mary becomes a mother of all of the living at that moment. And it's a motherhood, listen close, it is a motherhood that is, brings about, is brought about through the birth pains of the cross. It's at the cross that Mary brings about spiritual motherhood. Right? And it's real. And it's efficacious and life-giving. And so we have to recognize that amongst all women, right? That there is a gift that is needed in this world that only a woman can give. We need that in our world today. And what is that gift? It's the way that you reveal God's love to us. The sacrificial nature of the woman's heart. So many times it's the woman who loves first. And that child responds to that love. And so Mary perfectly embodies this for us. Spiritual motherhood and physical motherhood. And so, in a way, as we celebrate mothers throughout the entire world today, um, we also celebrate the gift of our Blessed Mother. That Jesus, in his own humanity, thought that Mary's love was so amazing and so perfect, and he needed it so much in his own life. He says, I'm not going to keep this love of my mom to myself. I'm going to give it to the entire world. I want Mary to be the mother of all the living, and she's going to be the perfect model for what that means. And so she's given to us. And what a beautiful gift we have, right? And so at this time, um, I want to bless all the moms, both physical moms and also our spiritual mothers, right? Those blessings are important. So as today you're going to have your meals and gather with your families and dote over your moms, Um, I would ask that you also bless them. At some point, whenever you're saying the blessing over your meal, specifically pray out loud, husbands, a blessing over your wife, right? So many times that's what's needed in the feminine heart is for the husband to bless. And to lift up. And so at this point, I would ask all the moms, physical and spiritual, to please stand. And I will give you a blessing. And I would ask that if you're close, yeah, you're close to your wives right now, go ahead and just like lay hands on them. Um, um, put your hand on them. You're going to pray over them. And I will bless them. And then, i say it for a and then um, after that, we have flowers for y'all. And I'll ask some of the dads to come up to be, and the sons, whatever, to, um, to grab the flowers while I go around and bless everybody, all right? And so we pray. Loving God, as a mother gives life and nourishment to her children, so you watch over your church. Bless these women that they may be strengthened as Christian mothers and spiritual mothers. Let the example of their faith and love shine forth. Grant that we, their sons and daughters, may honor them always in a spirit of profound respect. Grant this through Christ our Lord. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.